Yes, hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. And we've been finding, buying and creating income from investment properties for over 20 years and we talk every week about the reality of running our property businesses. Just a quick request, if you are listening to this on podcasts, please do leave at least a rating in your podcast player of choice. It really does help us get the message out there. And we know there's a number of you listening. So please just do us that solid and leave a cheeky little rating and a review if you feel that way inclined. Now, as uh, we are also publishing on video at the moment as well, please do head over to YouTube, Business of Property. You can subscribe to us over there as well to, to watch and listen, which becomes more and more important, particularly on episodes like today, where we are gonna be talking data, property data, and we're going to get into that. However, we will try our best to articulate the charts that we're looking at. And also, if you are listening on podcast, just click on the link in the show notes, and that will take you straight through to the seven charts we're looking at, which should make things a lot clearer. So Simon, obviously, a lot of activity in terms of events over the last 12 months, and you started looking into the data that we can see within the PATMA software, the property and tenant management software. So shall we just head straight into the data that we're looking at, look at some trends, and then we'll think about that, how you and myself think about this in relation to investing and or buying properties, uh, as well as selling them. So lots of things for, for people to think about if you're thinking about investing in property. And also, if you're thinking about selling an investment property, we're we're going to sort of go through a lot of that today. So, Simon, if you want to kick us off with the the first chart, we can start digging into it. Yeah, indeed. So uh, we're we're going to share some some charts that are generated by by Patma. And there's a whole collection of charts that are generated every week, looking at the the most up-to-date property market data based on on real listings that are found across the country on the the main portals. And uh, Patma pulls these together every week and presents them in a a weekly email that you can can subscribe to within the Patma product. And they are then also available to look at on the the website. And the website versions let you sort of uh, be a bit more interactive in the the charts and and look through the, the actual numbers there. But today we're going to look at some taken from the most recent email that was generated and we're, we're just going to chat through those so i shall hopefully now share my screen and and make these charts appear in the video we'll see how we go okay so we've got the the first chart up now and this is looking at the the new listing price for property listings so the the price that property listings are first put onto the portals at or first marketed at and of course during the lifetime of a property listing on a portal, that price will often change, which we'll, we'll talk about a bit more in a moment. But this is specifically looking at that initial listing price. And this graph presents that information on a monthly basis. So for each month over the last roughly two years, we've got the, the average first listing price for properties that are one bed, two beds, three beds, four beds, and five beds. So, so what can you see in this chart, Stuart? I mean, for me, this is this is quite simple, and uh, I I don't spend too much time on this. But interestingly, what it does show is is trends that we've seen over the years, which is house prices, you know, since 
since end of uh, end of uh, 2021, you know, rising steadily. Although the smaller properties like one beds has been a little bit more variable, but inter- you know, moving average, I would say, overall has been slightly up. But the bigger houses, as we get into the more recent couple of months, you know, we're seeing those listing prices dropping for those bigger houses. But the one that stood out to me as as we discussed this previously is that, you know, the two and the three beds, uh, sorry, just the two beds, that is still slightly higher in the, you know, in, in the latest month compared to the others. So probably follows a trend which which we've, we've kind of talked about, which is, you know, pro- property prices generally gone up. But, you know, that is definitely starting to change now, particularly with the bigger properties. As we've always said, the smaller properties, I think there's always a little bit more variability in those properties. And also, just to reiterate, this is at a total a national level, so England, so isn't necessarily picking up on where the regional trends are. It's just a very good indicator to see what is happening overall in property prices, depending on size. Yeah, within within Patma, you can actually choose the, the sort of postcode area that you want to look at and, and see the more detailed information for that is more tuned to, to that specific area. But of course, today we're just looking at the the England wide data, so it is it is a bit harder to really see what's what's going on on the ground because of course some areas will be doing better than other areas, and some will be seeing prices go up and others will be seeing prices go down. But I think one of the, the really sort of marked things for me about this, this chart is that it doesn't really show or doesn't really suggest that prices are falling at the moment. And I think that really is what everyone feels. And I think it's, it's probably actually the truth at the moment for, for prices that are being paid. I think they are, are going down generally at the moment within the property market. But this first listing price doesn't doesn't seem to be falling in the same way it seems to be holding up a lot better than than sort of the market as a whole feels like it is so i think perhaps we move on to the the next chart which will will give us a slightly different or a, a, an extra dimension to that view and this yeah, so is what, so go on you, you you start off Stuart. so so what we're looking at now is just the, the number of properties that have either reduced in price per week or increased in price per week. And the first thing we can say is that the number of properties that are increased week on week is pretty static. And in fact, you'd say doesn't actually change that much. I mean, if if we were going to pull a number out of it, it's less than 1% of properties are increased, you know, week on week. So, So let's just say that is negligible. And if we take a step back and just think about this from a logical perspective, that kind of makes sense. If you if you put a property on the market, typically you don't suddenly go, oh, no, hold on. I've undervalued that by 20K because that, that's not our experience of how listing properties and estate agent works. You tend to go for the highest number. So so let's yeah. just put the and increased properties to one side. Exactly. And even if the you had listed it at too low a price, you would probably leave it at that price and just accept the extra interest and and have um sort of a, a, a try to create a bidding war or something like that to, to push up the price you probably wouldn't actually change the listing price most of the time yeah yeah um the thing that stood out to me from when we're looking at this data is that 
the reduced line, so for those of you that click on the chart, you'll see that the you know, reduced line is in uh, what I call a coral colour, or, or you might just say red. Um, but um, essentially, properties are being reduced all the time. And, and that's the first thing that kind of stands out to me. And again, that might just sound silly thing to say, but actually, over time, at least over 14% of properties are reduced week and week, at least. That is the lowest number of pr properties that is reduced, 14%. So if I just, yeah, for me, in my simple brain, it's like, well, a sixth of properties minimum are reduced every week on the market. And we, we, we then talk about the number of properties. However, that trend, and again, this, this, is, this is going back to six months, basically, for the, um, so going back to April of this year. Now, uh, around then, over 20%, so more than a fifth of properties were reduced in a week. Now, we can talk about some other context in that. But then over time, that has kind of risen up until it's around sort of August, um, which would probably tie in with holiday time. Uh, would you say, Simon? Yep, yep. I think that's definitely holiday season, isn't it? And it's, I think it's quite interesting that I think during, during that sort of summer period, so many things just slow down and and sort of stop happening generally and yeah. you can you can actually see that in in the data you you can see that there's there's just just less happening less changes being made uh, so that, that that includes property reductions there, there just aren't so many around that time period and then as we get to the last few weeks we're now breaching 22% of properties. So essentially, I think if we were going to summarise this, what we're saying is there are more properties being reduced in price in the latest few weeks than has been for the rest of the year, other than a period of time in June. And, uh, you know, in June was the time when uh, we had interest rate rise coming in as well. So we had, we had them in June, August and September. But actually, June was a peak as well. Uh, recently, so over 22%. And and actually, when you look at it on a month-by-month -month basis, as Simon's just put up here, that is now looking like a marked increase. When we look at it a month-on-month, -month, for me, that is really, really showing you how, and, and this this data goes back for two years. If you, if you look at this, the number of listings that were being reduced dropped to about 8% of listings. Again, still being reduced, but 8%. We know over 22%. So you can see it's a really steep increase in number of properties being reduced. And that is really just market, I think, catching up with the, the, the you know, sorry, vendors catching up with the market in terms of what is happening in the marketplace. Because that is, I think, one, this is one of those where you, you look at this and go, wow, okay, we, we're now seeing a real trend happening here. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is where the, the initial listing price sort of is really being explained as in the, the listing price is holding but then there are just being that those listing prices are just being reduced and quite often reduced repeatedly in order to, to actually attract the sales and as you say over the two-year data you can really see that trend that sort of starting around well actually i mean i, I suppose we can go back further than that to starting around sort of uh, even early, maybe mid um, 2022 is starting to, to head up. And then obviously with the with the uh, the chaos at the end of last year and the the ongoing 
rate increases and things since then, it's obviously just just pushed that market or pushed the property market as a whole into that sort of downward direction. And hence the, the price reductions are having to come in to, to see those those sales happen at all. Which brings us on to uh, the, the speed of sales. So this next chart is talking about the number of days that a listing is is on the market for, well, on, on average. And we can see in this that currently it's up over 70 days, only just over, but over 70 days that a, a property is on average listed for. So it's over two months between property being listed and property being taken off the market for having been sold. Yeah. However, so go on, Stuart, go on. And what's really interesting about that is that on, you know, on the 1st of January 2021, the average was around 25 days. Yep, quite. It's, it's a marked difference from a couple of years ago or so. Um, however, it, it's not that different from around the end of last year when, again, there was a, a, a real spike. And I suspect some of that was a bit seasonal, but also it was, was again, from the, the shock of the, the chaos of the, the mini budget that, that came out at the end of last year and that, that sort of initial reaction to it where everyone just sort of put the brakes on, on what they were doing and, and no one was, was quite sure what they were doing and confident enough to actually go out and be, be offering on, on properties, really. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, essentially what we've seen is that, again, a trend from basically the back end of 2022, uh, beginning of 2022, sorry, and basically that time to sell a property has just consistently increased over time. It spiked a couple in, in, in one place, but overall as a moving average, that time has only increased. So what, what does that mean? I guess in, in my mind, that means people more tentative in the marketplace that means pricing not as it should be and, and therefore that really just supports the anecdotal evidence that we see and read about and hear about it's just saying yeah m maybe vendors haven't quite caught up with where the market's going to be and you know if we think about that trend continuing the only way that that time on market is going to start decreasing is if the environment changes i.e prices come down and interest rates stabilize. So, you know, those things that, again, we, we see a lot of in uh, the media where this data is now supporting what's happening. Yeah, yeah, quite. I think you, you can look at it as either there, there just aren't the people in the, the market to be buying at the moment. And I'm not sure that that's really true. I think, I think there are, from some of the other data we've got, I think the transactions are still happening but I think the reason properties are on the market for much longer is because they're still coming on at that high listing price and it's then taking time for the price reductions on those properties to, to filter through to the, to the vendor and, and be accepted and things so that they can then be presented at a, a more reasonable price for sellers to actually be willing to, to take them off the market and, and purchase them. Fall throughs. Do you want to kick us off on this one, Stuart? Yeah, I think... This was interesting to me, yet the data itself, I think, isn't overtly interesting on its own. But essentially what it tells you is that there are fall throughs happening all the time. For me, that is probably the interesting thing, because yeah, when there's activity happening, there's also fall throughs happening. Uh, and when we kind of look to this and, and we're just averaging out here because 
yeah, we, we could get really geeky and start getting into the data, even to a, 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 a more granular degree. But I, we just don't think that would be of interest to anyone else other than ourselves. We'll do that separately in a darkened room. But overall, what this has been telling us is that in terms of number of properties being sold and those falling through, that roughly, and again, this is a very sort of averaging from my maths, is that roughly sort of around 15% of properties are falling through. And the other interesting thing that stood out for me when we look at these fall throughs, and I think it was the end of August, you know, there's a bit of a spike. Uh, so it drops. And then all of a sudden, end of August, beginning of September, there is a spike of fall throughs again. Now, Simon and I you know, talk about this. And one thing you never want to do with data is just jump to a conclusion because this, this it could be seasonal. It could just be that people are coming back from holiday. There, there have been, you know, there was an interest rate rise on beginning of August. But a lot of these things, you can only really make uh, categorical kind of assumptions once more time has passed. So it'd be very easy to say, oh, well, there was an interest rate rise at the start of August and then uh, something happened. But what it does show is that there were a lot more fall throughs uh, beginning September than there were in the prior uh, number of number of weeks. So, uh, you know, something has happened and, you know, we've looked at the past and it's a similar trend. So there is clearly something in that in terms of people away and then come back at, at start of September and say, right, let's 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 not do this as opposed to let's do this. Yeah, quite. I think things are, are sat on people's desks for too long, unsure about their, their state. And then uh, as they come back, the, uh, the, the Schrodinger mortgage application is, is decided and, and too many of them are decided negatively. But something that really struck me with this chart is that we, we actually compared this against last year's data and we haven't actually got that to, to show you. But the the numbers are very similar. So it's actually not that different in terms of the number of fall throughs happening this year versus last year. However, the shape of the graph is definitely different. This year's one is a lot more up and down. And last year's one was much steadier in terms of the, the flow of, of fall throughs. And I don't really quite know what that says. But but I thought it was just an interesting observation between the, the, the two years. So it's not not that the numbers are very different, but but there is definitely a, a different pattern. Do you know what my final thought on this slide is? Actually, when I think about other data that I've looked at in the past, you know, non-property related, is actually if you if you think that you know for that for that long week, which is uh, I think the you know four, fourth of the ninth, let's say, just for but it's it's the long one, right? So for anyone that looks at this, it's the long chart is that actually, if you think that, so that's over a thousand more fall throughs than the prior weeks, the prior two weeks. And I think if you think that, okay, if your, if our holiday assumption is correct, then then a number of those could be spread back a couple of weeks. So actually these, these are fall throughs that have just been banked, so to speak. And that is why all of a sudden you see this, this big spike. And actually it would be a yeah. little bit more static if people were doing it on a week on week basis. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I think. Cool. So uh, the next one, we thought we'd just, just bring this in as well. So to show that the properties are still selling. And again, we compared this to last year's. And the, again, the numbers are fairly similar. 
the number of properties that are being sold, as in taken off the market each week, is not that different this year versus last year. And in actual fact, in this one, there, there's not so much in the way of sort of spikiness there either. So we also compared the number of properties being sold versus the new ones being listed. And, and it was all actually fairly similar to, to last year. So I think my takeaway from this, which I was slightly surprised about, is that the property market is still moving. Properties are coming into the market and properties are coming out of the market, as, as you would sort of roughly expect. It's just that there is a, a bigger sort of backlog of properties on the market and they are taking longer between coming onto the property and sorry, between coming onto the property market and being taken off the property market. So, so yeah, it's it's not quite what I was expecting. I was expecting to see a much lower proportion of sales this year versus last year. Uh, what, what, what were you expecting to see, Stuart? Did this surprise you at all? It's almost like that the property market is not as dramatic as the mainstream media would have you believe. Almost. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've been sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Completely concur. The, the one thing that did make me laugh, if, if I'm going to follow this, uh, you know, the, the holiday uh, thesis through, is that the one spike that we do have for properties sold in a week is by the 14th of August. And my mind immediately says, yeah, that is quite interesting because everyone says, right, if this property is not sold by X date, because that's when we're flying to Spain or insert holiday destination here, we're, we're flying away. If it's not completed, then we're done. So actually, there's this big spike where, you know, more properties actually go get completed because they're saying, right, you've got to do this before I go away or it's not happening. Yeah, the, the, the pre-holiday rush. Right, so we are on to our, our last chart of the day. And this one is all about rental prices. So the, the rental amount, the, the, the per month asking rent of a property when it gets listed um, on the portals again. And again, this is split down by the number of bedrooms. This is just one, two, three, and four bedrooms. And the, the I mean, the, the, the direction of travel in this graph is just so clear. <laughs> and, and which direction is that, Stuart? It's up. So rental prices, as everyone has been reporting, have increased, and they are continuing to increase across all property types from one bed up to four bed that we've got in this graph here. But what we would say is that, you know, there are definitely dips in that increase. And some of those dips are happening in the last uh, month or so as well. So my take out from this is, yes, rental prices are going up, but that doesn't mean you can just increase your rental price carte blanche. It means Kel surprise that you're going to have to do a little bit of research on your local area, on your property type to make sure that the rental prices you want or want to increase to are what the market's going to take. And I can insert a little anecdote here, which is we did try this. So um, we've got a number of HMO properties and we have been increasing the, the, the prices in line with inflation, in line with uh, energy price increases. But there was one property, which let's just say it's probably not at the standard that I would want all of my portfolio to be at. And we did try increasing the prices there and essentially for new for new potential tenants. And let's just say no one took the hook 
<laughs> so uh, it became very clear where we said, okay, put those prices back down. The, the, the tenant profile for this property is not going to accept that increase until we do what we need to do at that property. So prices are going up. So what this says to me, if you, if you're actually got properties right now, review your, review your portfolio. Obviously, Patma can help you with that. We've talked a lot about Patma today. Patma is software that can support you with that. But review your portfolio. Make sure you're in line. And it's not a carte blanche thing. It's do the right thing. Uh, because, you know, we've talked about this many times before. You don't want to undervalue the rent because uh, this is not about protecting tenants. It's about making sure you're, you've got market prices because we do know. And we, we were on a networking event last night where some tenants are, are going to be in trouble if they haven't, you know, been paying market rate. And then all of a sudden you, you want to put your prices up 50%. That is unrealistic, immoral and unethical, number one. But number two, it would put tenants in a very tricky position. However, if, if the market has changed. So I um, appreciate I've talked a lot about that uh, on this slide. But I think it is quite interesting from an investment perspective and pricing correctly perspective. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with everything you said, um, but I'm going to talk about something slightly different for this chart. And, and that's my sort of observation about the, the, the possible, probable seasonality that, that it shows. And there's, there is a dip, a bit of a dip sort of happening at the moment. And if you go back a year, there is also a dip around this time last year as well. And just after that, so in November and December, the prices were, were definitely picking up last year again in, in the rental market. So I'm really intrigued now to see over the next couple of months whether the same thing plays out this year. Is that really a, a seasonality trend that will, will survive? Or was it something wider in, in the market that was happening last year? And, and we will see something different this year. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, keeping my eye on my, my Patmer emails and weekly property market reports and uh, to see see what happens in the next next few months i think now as we wrap up this podcast it's, it's more important than ever i think to stay on top of your market rents because prices are not going to go down inflation just means prices have gone up um, we're not going to see deflation so increased prices are sticking around it, it, and if and if anything are only going to go up further so I think in terms of staying on top of your, your market rate rent, that is as, as important as it's ever been and certainly is in my property business. Um, and just to summarise what we've really talked about today, there's, there's been a lot of information. So I do implore you, if you listen on podcasts, kick on the charts, have a look. And if you're watching, uh, I hope these have made sense to you. But you know, to summarise, we, we don't think the market has shifted dramatically as dramatically as people might think, but the time on market for properties has certainly increased, which means if you're thinking about selling, and I have a property, I do have a property for sale at the moment, which is which is sticking. And there's a lot of reasons for that, which I won't talk about on this podcast, but it just means things need to be priced correctly. And pricing correctly for us is just looking again at the market, but pricing it effectively. Uh, and if you're buying, get your get your negotiating hat on because I think the first price is just the price that you're going to take it down from. And that, that might sound hard nosed, but I think that's how it is. Unless your research tells you that the, the, the property is a steal, then take that guide price as exactly that and, and take it down from there because 
properties are sticking around for a lot longer, but the market is still moving. And as Simon said, when we've looked at this comparatively, we're not seeing huge differences, i.e. we're not seeing lots of you know fewer properties coming onto the market. We're seeing similar amounts of properties coming onto the market, similar proportional properties falling through. So it's not like there's anything dramatic happening, but it just means there the opportunity is coming. So and I think the data that we've looked at today supports that. We would love to hear any of your feedback on this. And I know we do get a few comments already on YouTube, even though we're, we, you know, we're building our subscriber base there. So please feel free to comment wherever you're listening, or you can just head over to our Twitter profile uh, on Twitter, which is at Biz of Property. You know, feel, reach, feel free to email us at show at the business of property if you'd like us to, to talk about anything else related to these topics. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, let us know. Other than that, see you on the next episode.